Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Ezekiel 44, 15 through 31. Ordinances for the Levites. But the Levitical priests, the sons of Zadok, who kept charge of my sanctuary when the sons of Israel went astray for me, shall come near to me to minister to me, and they shall stand before me to offer me the fat and the blood, declares the Lord God. They shall enter my sanctuary. They shall come near to my table to minister to me and keep my charge. It shall be that when they enter at the gates of the inner court, they shall be clothed with linen garments, and wool shall not be on them while they are ministering in the gates of the inner court and in the house. Linen turbans shall be on their heads, and linen undergarments shall be on their loins. They shall not gird themselves with anything which makes them sweat. When they go out into the outer court, into the outer court to the people, they shall put off their garments in which they have been ministering and lay them in the holy chambers. Then they shall put on other garments so that they will not transmit holiness to the people with their garments. Also, they shall not shave their heads, yet they shall not let their locks grow long. They shall only trim the hair of their heads, nor shall any of the priests drink wine when they enter the inner court. And they shall not marry a widow or a divorced woman, but shall take virgins from the offspring of the house of Israel, or a widow who is the widow of a priest. Moreover, they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the profane, and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. In a dispute they shall take their stand to judge. They shall judge it according to my ordinances. They shall also keep my laws and my statutes in all my appointed feasts and sanctify my Sabbaths. They shall not go to a dead person to defile themselves. However, for father, for mother, for son, for daughter, for brother, or for a sister who has not had a husband, they may defile themselves. After he is cleansed, seven days shall elapse for him. On the day that he goes into the sanctuary, into the inner court to minister in the sanctuary, he shall offer his sin offering, declares the Lord God. And it shall be with regard to an inheritance for them that I am their inheritance. And you shall give them no possession in Israel. I am their possession. They shall eat the grain offering, the sin offering, and the guilt offering, and every devoted thing in Israel shall be theirs. The first of all, the first fruits of every kind, and every contribution of every kind, from all your contributions, shall be for the priests. You shall also give to the priests the first of your dough to cause a blessing to rest on your house. The priest shall not eat any bird or beast that has died a natural death, or has been torn to pieces. Matthew 26, 59 through 66. Now the chief priests and the whole council kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death. They did not find any, even though many false witnesses came forward. 
But later on, two came forward and said, This man stated, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. The high priest stood up and said to him, Do you not answer? What is this that these men are testifying against you? But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God that you tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said it yourself. Nevertheless, I tell you hereafter, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has blasphemed. What further need do we have of witnesses? Behold, you have now heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They answered, He deserves death. One of the big differences in the first church, or the first century church, and especially after the fourth century church, um, after Constantine made many changes, one of the biggest differences is um, just the people who followed the way, followed the, the followers of Jesus, who believed that Jesus was the one true way to salvation. And uh, so therefore they became the Judeo-Christians They still followed all of the Jewish traditions. They still followed all the Jewish high holidays. They still kept those things. But what they didn't do is as Jesus taught. They did not fall to the curse of the law. Now, many Christians today have been taught and through generations and hundreds of years, thousands of years, that we have been taught that the curse of the law was God's law. And that makes absolutely no sense. None whatsoever. God did not make a law as a curse. The curse of the law is all of the extra biblical uh, parameters that man added to God's law. And when Jesus came, he said that he was breaking them free of that curse. But he was showing them. He was the example. He said, I did not come to abolish the law or to end it. I came to, many people read the translation that says fulfill, but the actual translation means really to model. I came to be an example. I came to live the law. And then as my follower, you should live as I live. Well, looking at these two scriptures, Jesus is in Matthew, they're, they're questioning him and they're trying to come up with reasons why they can get rid of him. And the temple, which he's standing in, is not the temple that God ordained it to be. It's the temple of man. He's saying, look, I could tear down. The, and he had said that. Someone says that <clears throat> someone was pointing at Jesus and said, he said that he's able to destroy the temple and to rebuild it in three days. Well, yeah. He's going to tear down the temple that man has made and rebuild it the way God intended for it to be. And not the physical structure, but talking about the church and how it is supposed to be. We are, uh, as followers of Christ, there are many blessings that come with that. Many blessings. And I'm not... I'm not a big preacher of the, the false prosperity gospel as it's being taught today, 
but I am someone who believes in the prosperity of blessings. God does intend to bless us, and there is prosperity in it. But it's not the prosperity for my sake. It's the prosperity for His. And so I am... It's not that because I do, He does back. And if I wish it, it happens. But it's as I'm faithful, He'll continue to pour on more blessings. And um, But anyways, so you're looking at... They're questioning Jesus and trying to, to find a, something to, you know, tag to him. And he flat out says, look, you said it yourself. But you will know the truth very soon. He says, right now you're questioning. But you're the one who said it. He said, are you the son of God? You said that. Now, he didn't deny it. He's pretty much telling them, yeah. But the truth is going to be revealed soon. Now, remember, he's getting rid of, or he's coming to purge away the curse, which is man's addition to the law that God established. And God said, for those of you who are working, and it's talking about the Levitical priests. Those are the the actual Levites were the ones who were to keep the temple. They were to do the sacrifices. They were... It was, they didn't have a home. They were to live amongst all the people and they were supposed to handle this. Now, the way we do church today is we show up on Sunday morning and someone else ministers to us. But the way we're supposed to be doing church is we're supposed to be constantly allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to us because we are plugging in daily. It's a daily thing. And then it's not about having a thousand people in a church. It's about spending time with people and discipling them so that they can go out and become disciples. It's being a disciple maker, not being a pew sharer. And so we, or someone who's just dependent on the superstardom of, you know, whatever pastor or preachers up there preaching. Jesus wants us to get back to the way God intended for it to be. Now, the Levites, the ones who are to take care of them, they're not supposed to have this big extravagant everything. Everything that's brought to them is brought to them from the people. God provides for the people 10%. The tithe is supposed to go back to the storehouse. Another 10%, 10% they're supposed to use uh, for saving for the future. And they're supposed to live off of the 80%. That's pretty simple. I mean, they tithes and... Gifts and offering would be out of that excess. But we look so much as uh, we look into so much how it's, we're supposed to, um, you know, a pastor who drives a Bentley showing up to his church surrounded by his secret service and basically spoon feeding him all this amazing, expensive food. That's our church today. That's not what God wanted. In fact, Jesus and Paul and Peter and many in the Bible, I mean, God's the author of it all, but the, in the Bible, many of them had written and said that following Jesus does mean that sometimes there's sufferings that follow. And you need to be ready. The key is humble yourself humble yourself and um, as you're trusted with little 
God will continue to give you more. Father, thank you for your provision, your protection. Thank you that uh, Jesus came to purge your word and separate it from man's word and that things could be clarified back to your statutes and your ordinances and your testimonies, which is what you have called us to diligently seek after rather than man's ordinances, man's law. Give us the courage for each one of us to actively pursue the Holy Spirit's direction in this matter so that we can be faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.